Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Jean Gallagher, founder of Discover Rising Tides. And welcome to Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better, where we explore the importance of the outdoors and maintaining life balance. Through this series, we'll be talking with women business owners and to understand their journey. And we start with our Healthy Living Happy Life segment with Denise Tagal. Hey, Denise. Hey, Jean. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. And Denise is an international best-selling author of Healthy Living, Happy Life, a practical path find, to finding a healthy lifestyle that works for you and curator at Living Healthy List. So this month's topic is fitness after 50. And unfortunately, or fortunately, we both qualify. <laughs> well, we, we, we can speak from experience. Oh, that's what it is. But yeah, maybe fortunately we qualify. Some of us qualify more than the other. <laughs> but we qualify. Yes. So what do you have for us today? Well, I'm really excited about this year. You know, this this new year, you know, as we embark on new year, everybody goes, new year, new you. Let's reflect. Let's do this. Oh, my God. It's like sickening. And I thought about this, like, I need to be a new me. I like who I am, you know, but maybe I need to, you know, maybe I I, I want to expect a little bit more. I'm, I'm looking for a little bit more. So instead of new year, new you, which is everybody's mantra, my mantra for the year is expect more in 2024. And <laughs> that said, you got a little jingle to it. <laughs> there is that alliteration again. Um, with that said, you can't just sit back and go, oh, I want to expect more. We actually have to do something physically, um, emotionally, mentally to make that happen. Um, and so January, I love talking about fitness and fitness over 50, um, because it's such a big part of, of our lives. And it's a part that so many people, as they start to get older, you know, say, oh, I can't do this anymore. Oh, my knees creak. I can't do this. And so they do actually less and less activity when they really need to be doing more and more activity, just different activities uh, that, you know, that work for them. Of course, each one of us is different. You know, my best friend, uh, Jen, she is amazing. She's an athletic trainer. Um, she can lift millions of weights. She can do all sorts of things that my body at the same age is not quite up to, you know, uh, my body can't quite do that at this point. You know, she's been doing it for years. It's part of what she does, at, you know, as um, as a career. So that, you know, so she can do all of these amazing things. Um, you know, she's done CrossFit and she's amazing at, um, she's a trainer over at uh, Orange Theory. And she can do a lot of those things with, with ease. Now, when I try to do some of those things, Yes, I can do them, but I need to do them at my speed um, with, you know, the amount of weight that makes sense for me. So that's it really what I'm quality, about. not quantity. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then and there's always that challenge of keeping up with the Joneses. And there's a slight ego thing that happens within all of that, too. And I think that we have to put that aside and not think about what and also not think about what we used to be able to do. It is what Absolutely. can you do today and how can you make today better? Right. So the question I always have is who the heck are the Joneses anyway? Yeah. I mean, why do we and why are they so important? 
Um, you know, it really, and it's true. And then social media has really, um, really uh, been a challenge uh, in this respect because we see people that, you know, we see them at their best, dressed their best, looking their best. Um, when we feel like we need to look like that. And so maybe the so social media is the Joneses, are the Joneses. Um, but it is so important to understand, you know, step back and, and kind of self-assess, like, where I am I today? You know, what have I been doing, you know, most recently? Um, what do I enjoy? And how can I bring exercise and movement into my daily routine uh, and make it fun? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I guess one of the things that... Um, Wait, before you do that, I, fun is, I was thinking, because fun is important. And especially when you're talking about physical exercise, because I think that there could be some mentally some drudgery that will keep us from doing it there. And or it's hard. Hard can be fun, though, but it really all depends upon how we feel about it on the inside and control that so that we're not um, regretting what we have to do. Oh, absolutely. If it's not fun, you're not going to do it. And that goes back to that, you know, that um, New Year's resolution, I'm going to lose weight. And so people go on this crazy diet, or they go to the gym. And for a week, they do all of these crazy things, you know, they get to the up to the treadmill, and they're going to run, you know, six miles, yet they haven't walked around the block, right, you know, in, in, in ages, or, you know, they start picking up weights that are way too heavy. Um, sure, you know, before I hurt my shoulder, I could easily pick up, you know, two, a thir you know, two 30 pound dumbbells in my hands. Well, I've got a bum shoulder now. Guess what? It's eight pounds. So, mm -hmm. you know, people have to remember that, you know, understand where they are. Um, and the fun piece, if you don't like going to the gym, don't go to the gym. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't like going to the gym. So I have a, a mini gym here in my house. And this way, it's a lot more fun because I can do it whenever I want. Caveat to that. I do put it in my calendar. I schedule my workouts. And I always, to. Do, I always do encourage that. But getting it back to that fun piece, you know, exercise doesn't have to be going to the gym or going to boot camp or classes. They're available for people. There's a ton of them online, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um but I think it's stepping back and remembering, like, what did you enjoy when you were younger? You know, um, I have a friend who uh, used to play football. And so on the weekends, you know, he's on a flag football team. So, and it's fun. And so because he wants to be in good shape for that, during the week, you know, he'll, you know, he'll go for a run a couple of times a week. He said, you know, he, he'll say, you know, I'm not running, you know, 10 miles a day. He goes, you know, maybe it's three miles, you know, three miles a couple of times a week. And that gets me really excited about the fun that we're going to have on the weekend because I'm going to be in good shape. I'm going to have the stamina. Mm -hmm. So it really is about figuring out again what you like. Mm -hmm. And I think, too, um, it's important to. Some of that expectation or, you know, the expect more or do more or having these these um, New Year's resolutions, they after that honeymoon period, mid-February, it gets kind of old because I think we forget why we wanted to do this. And for me, what I like to 
try to do is to think about as, as long as I'm consistent, this is what I'm going to get out of it and remind yourself of why you're there. Not, oh my God, I got to get up again early in the morning. So what, yeah, exactly. So what is the goal? Is the goal to lose weight? That's one thing. Is the goal to feel better, to have more energy, and then actually to track those things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an important piece because if we don't, if we don't track things, um, then one, we get bored. We don't, we won't see um, progress. If you're mm-hmm. not going to, if you don't see progress, even if it's in front of you, if you don't see the progress, you're not going to continue. Um, and I think that's uh, that's kind of where those smart goals come in. Mm-hmm. Um, or smarter goals, they need to be obviously relevant. Um, but in there, there should be an F. We should somehow have a, the word F in there because you know, or, or, or an F uh, word because it does need to be uh, fun again. You know, so smart oh, goals. That's F word. It's confused. Not that F word. Oh. <laughs> so I do want quickly. Um, you know, we want we definitely want people to start moving more. We want them to get back into a fitness uh, routine. And again, whatever that means to somebody, it's something that they need to actually either sit down and figure out themselves, talk with a health coach. Um, You know, Sheila would be uh, Dr. Sheila, who you'll be talking to in a little bit. You know, she'd be a great person to talk to. I'm always here and happy to talk to people about a fitness routine that fits their lifestyle. A couple of things that I think is really important that, you know, we think always, you know, exercise and movement and weight loss, it's almost the number one thing that people always talk about. But at 50 plus, some of the things we also need to think about is our bone density. Uh, You know, as we get older, our bones start to get a little frail and our, you know, joints get a little creaky. Um, Mine definitely creak as I walk up the stairs. But with, with some strength training, it doesn't have to be a lot of strength training. 15 minutes of hit twice a week, twice a week, you will notice, people will notice the difference in both of those areas. Um, You know, and not just like the physical strength that they could pick up heavier things, but they actually feel stronger in their body. They stand taller rather than the the hunch that you start to see older people start to get. We don't want that. Because once we start hunching, all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. you know, we can't Mm -hmm. stand up straight. And making sure your core is strong. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, with that muscle mass, you know, it's not about having these huge muscles. It is about muscle mass and tone. And yes, if you're building muscle mass and that's lean muscle mass, not like, again, like I'm saying, these big bodybuilders, um, when you're building muscle mass, you are losing fat, whether Mm -hmm. or not that's the goal. I like the goal at the really setting the goal as I can lift X amount of weight, this amount, amount of, you know, how often, you know, the reps and keeping track of that, because that's a lot more fun than stepping on the scale going, oh, I lost a quarter of a pound, but hey, you lose a quarter of a pound. Um, and then of course, the third thing that I just want to touch on, you know, this oh. these are the important health reasons, aside from the, like the physical um health reasons, as opposed to the, you know, feeling good and looking good. Um, The third one is um, your metabolism. When you exercise, you increase your metabolic rate, which in turn burns calories. And if you burn calories, 
you're going to lose that weight, that stubborn weight that some of us, um, you know, that people come to a health coach for. And I would say 99.9% of people that come to me want to lose weight. And that's the last thing we actually focus on. Great. This is a, this is a great topic for this month. I'm really excited to dive in deeper and you're in the next segments too. Me too. Thanks, Denise. You're welcome. Thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm Denise Stiegel. I am the Healthy Lifestyle Coach or the Healthy Living Liaison uh, and curator, curator at livinghealthylist.com. And I'm really excited today about my recent conversation with my friend, Jean Gallagher. Jean is a financial advisor with Seaside Solutions and the amazing host of the podcast, Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better. We had an in-depth conversation on the topic of, get this, contentment and why that is actually a bad thing for you. Watch more and subscribe to Discover Rising Tides at discoverrisingtides.com. I'll see you there. Hey, Denise. Hello, hello. And we're back. <laughs> and so this month in January, we're talking about fitness after 50. And we're going to break down our, break down some of the topics that you had introduced in the last segment. Yes? Yes. Okay. Where do you want to start? Um, let me see. So we talked about, you know, exercise being fun or movement being fun. Um, and, and some of the, the, the reasons that we need to incorporate exercise and movement, um, a physical, uh, physical activity, basically to keep you out of the doctor's office. And that was the bone mm -hmm. density, um, increasing muscle mass and increasing metabolism, which of course, all of those helps you to build muscle, lose weight mm -hmm. or maintain a healthy weight. If that's where, where you are. Uh, I think that's an important piece to, for people to remember because many, many times people say, oh, you know, but I'm healthy. You know, I weigh whatever I wear a size, whatever mm -hmm. I'm healthy, but they can't run around the block or, you know, mm -hmm. they, when they bend down, they can barely pick up their groceries. So these are things that are really important um, to keep you basically out of the doctor's office and to keep you moving and stable for the rest of your life. Because what we do today, the decisions we make today, um, when it comes to our physical activity, affect what happens to us in the next 30 years. And so at 52, I did this, um, uh, I went online to see my life expectancy. And based on my age, my lifestyle, all of that, my life expectancy is 87, potentially mm -hmm. 95. And I thought, at 52, that's a long time from now. So what am I do what I'm doing today absolutely affects how well I'm going to be able to move, how much I'm going to be able to live on my own and do things that I love to do um, well into uh, my 80s. So I, I think, think that really that's important. really important. Yeah, no, I think that that's really important. And one thing that I that you mentioned quickly and I really want to go back to because it kind of touches me a little bit is when you are saying how we measure, how healthy we are, and when we use the scale or the size of our clothing to do that and how incorrect that really is, because that isn't a measurement of how much, how we're able to move or whether you can bend over and tie your shoe 
or put on your clothes without sitting down or th simple things. So there's, there's six activities of daily living that, that will, that are important and they're, they're, they're measurements for long-term care. I'm not going to go on the long-term care thing, but if you lose two of your six activities of daily living, you are, you are eligible for long-term care services. And those, those six activities, activities of basic things. But one of the most important things is getting around and clothing yourself and how important it is. And I think that we as a society are so stuck on what our, what the scale says. And one thing that changed my mindset for that, or is helping me change, I'm still struggle with that a lot is my daughter, who's a nutrition coach as well. And she, she, she's actually um, in the CrossFit arena and she, she manages, helps me manage my account, my macros. And, and as I changed my exercise pattern, I gained weight. And my first initial thought was, oh my God, I'm, what am I eating that I'm not supposed to be eating? And because I'm tracking this, but then what I realized is it's actually muscle because muscle weighs more than fat and in having the ability to identify that and be okay, because the number on this thing you stand on moved. That's so true. And, and something that you and I were talking about the other day, um, offline, um, and why this is what we're talking about now is so important. You know, people go to the, you know, go to the doctor and you step on the scale there because they make you, um, and they come out, they tell you what your BMI is. And a friend of mine who is a trainer always poo-pooed that. And I didn't understand that back in the day until I realized that when you have more muscle, you're going to weigh more. Even if you look, you know, even if you are, you know, you look, you know, like you're, you weigh 20, 120 pounds, you know, you can weigh 140 and just be completely in the most amazing shape. Yet BMI chart will tell you you're overweight. Mm -hmm. So, or vice versa. There's people that are, that are low in weight, but on, it's like that skinny fat. They're, they're thin. So it works well for society but inside they're not healthy. Absolutely. And we all know that person, you know, growing up who, you know, they could eat anything and they were always so skinny, but, and they never exercised. Um, you know, we see this with a lot of people who were smokers back in the day. Um, and now they're mm -hmm. in their fifties and sixties, some even older and they're frail because they never did mm -hmm. put on any muscle mass. And, you know, back in the day, people would say, well, if you want to stay skinny, you smoke. Yeah, scary, right? But that's what people, you know, kind of the generation before us really did. Um, and the, the you know, being skinny is not necessarily a healthy thing. I mean, look at all of the, um, or most of the models we see on TV and magazines and on social media. They look like they just need a sandwich. They all look <laughs> like they need something. You know, they're thin, there's not a, a ton of muscle tone. And so maybe they're, they're looking at them may be appealing, but I would bet most of them don't feel good. Mm -hmm. I think that's what's important when it comes to our um, exercise is, and our longevity is how we feel, how we function and mm -hmm. how we survive. Are we surviving or are we thriving every day? I would say 
I would want everybody to be thriving every day. But maybe mm-hmm. not every minute of every day, you know, sometimes you know, shit happens. Um, you know, and but thriving is something that um we don't talk about. You know, when mm. when you ask somebody, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Right. Are they really fine? Do they feel well? Are they in in a good you know place mentally, physically? Um, so I think it is important to kind of understand you know where a person is when it comes to yes, when it comes to weight. Obviously, if you're twenty x pounds overweight, then you know BMI is telling you you know that's a red flag. But again, mm-hmm. on the opposite end, it is also. Um, something that we talked about, and I just want to bring this in is, you know, that loss of muscle mass that people Mm. tend to get as we get older. Um, and I think, um, Dr. Sheila may touch on this, um, in, in your segment with her, but after 35 years old, we start losing muscle mass. Now think about it. I told you a minute ago, I might live till 87. If I'm going to lose muscle mass every year from 35 to 87, if we're not working on it, I'm going to be a little blob. And I say little because I'm short. So I think these are these are things that are so important um, when it comes to physical exercise and the reasons why it's important for us to do it um, on a regular basis. <laughs> so how do we do that? I mean, we kind of talked about bringing the fun into it. Um, but I think what it, some of the things that really are the easiest way to start is to start small you know, go for mm-hmm. a walk, uh, go for a hike, you know, do some sit-ups, you know, even some, you know, old t- old fashioned sit-ups, you know, squats and lunges. These are all things that I can do actually, well, except for go for a walk. I can do squats and lunges right here at my desk. Okay, I'm going to, ready? I'm going to squat at my desk. See, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> See, squats at the desk. Many of us are working from home today. I just burned 10 calories there, by the way. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> We joke about it, but it's really true. As we sit sit in a chair all day long, and how simple is it for you to just get up and do something, right? Exactly. Most of us, you know, nowadays, more than, I don't know, half the people I know work from home. So I'm actually at my standing desk. So like I, I am literally standing right now. My chair is behind me. Um, and so funny enough, um, I've already gotten something like 5,000 or 6,000 steps just by standing at my desk and fidgeting. Mm-hmm. Fidgeting burns calories. I'm standing, helps build muscle mass. I mean, the, the power of walking, let's not forget the power of walking, not just power of walking. Um, and actually, I do have a, uh, on my website, no, I'm sorry, I think it's in a video and I'll find it uh, to, to for you to link. I have a, a video on, on how we should be walking because we're all walking wrong. All of these power walkers that got their hands up like this, that's wrong. If we want to strengthen our core, you can strengthen your core, get the best core workout just by walking properly. Instead of arms up here, arms should be back here and swinging this way. Do you ever watch people who real, who are like real runners? They're not running like this. They're running like this. So I will get that piece of, uh, I'll get that, that video clip for you to uh, add. Because I think it's important, you know, how we're doing things, why we're doing things, um, and what we're doing is important. It doesn't have to be difficult. Um, walking, walking with a little bit of weight, finding a friend, 
Make sure you have it on your calendar because otherwise it won't work. If you work from your if you work from home, down your stairs a few times. All of these are little things that we can do to incorporate uh, exercise. Um, and you know, over fifty, every little bit counts. Especially the muscle build. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thanks, Denise. Hi, Jean. So uh, this month's topic is fitness over 50. And so what are we talking about in this segment? Today, we are going to talk about flexibility and mobility. Um, so often as, especially as women, um, we really focus on cardio. We love cardio. We love to walk. We love to jog. We like to bike. Uh, we like to go to get on our elliptical. And I tell you, I am totally guilty. I've got my treadmill. I've got my elliptical. I've got my bike all in my exercise room. And you can think about it. Those are the things that I really want to do. Well, walking is great. You know, running is great uh, for cardio again. Um, and some of it does help with mobility. It doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily help with flexibility because when we are doing these repetitive um, exercises, we're actually shortening our uh, muscles and our tendons. Mm -hmm. And so you ever, you know, after a workout, you don't, you, you have to, you're supposed to stretch after a workout, right? Because your muscles are going, okay, I'm just run for three miles. I'm like, they're going, oh my God, what are you doing to me? And they're shrinking. So by strength, stretching them, stretching them, we are getting our flexibility back because at this stage in life, you know, I'm not as flexible as I was when I was 18. I used to be able to dance and kick my head over my, my, my head over my leg, my leg over my head. Your feet over your head. Split. I tried that. Woo Guys, I can't even get it as high as my desk. Um, the challenge with, with the flexibility, if we're not flexible um, or as we lose flexibility, you know, we're not, we can't stand um, as straight as we used to, um, you know, bending becomes a challenge. You know, we've talked about this before, like bending to tie your shoe or even put your shoe on. I'm going to throw my mom under the bus for a second. Um, I spent uh, 10 days with my mom and see, she's 82. So I'm going to, I'm going to cut her some slack. Um, and she can't put her shoes on You know, She has to sit down, but she can't bend over. So she has this huge shoehorn that's about this long. Oh, yeah. And that's the only way she can get her shoes on. Now, I give her a lot of credit because she's still doing it. She, you know, she's doing really great, um, especially, you know, at 82. A lot of people are starting to um, find themselves where they can't. They're not functioning and they they're just can't do the daily function. So by remaining flexible now or working on that flexibility and that stability, because they're, 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 they come hand in hand, um, you will be able to continue the things that you want to do, you know, the next year, the next five years, the next 30 years. Um, and mobility 
Um, one of the things that I think is really interesting, um, I've seen a few times now on Instagram, is there's a guy who's who's standing and he gets down on the floor and he stands back up. And I thought about that. What's the last time I got down on the floor and stood back up without leaning on a table or a chair? Or, and I thought, can I do that? And I struggled. And so that mobility piece, like, you know, the, the, the commercial, I've fallen and I can't get up. We don't mm -hmm. want to find ourselves in that situation. So by doing these exercises and, and I can provide you with a, with a link to a different, uh, a bunch of different flexibility and mobility exercises by doing them now, incorporating them into our daily routine, whether it's five minutes of stretching one thing that I do, the first thing I wake up in the morning, I have a towel um, that's rolled up and I, mm -hmm. uh, it basically, it, I put my foot up against it and I stretch my hamstrings. Well, not only my, so, I mean, I can literally feel it from my ankle all the way to my bum. It's an incredible stretch. We don't do that. And I do that when, as soon as I get up because this makes my morning a lot more, um, I'm a lot more energized because I'm, I'm moving. I'm not going, oh gosh, my aching back or my leg or everything's so tight. And that's one of the co biggest complaints that we have as we get older. You know, we're sore all the time. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I can't, you know, the hip, that my hip doesn't do this or I can't move my knee that way. 90% of the time, it's because we are not stretching and we're not doing mobility exercises. And these are some of the things that we can do to avoid ending up in assisted living facilities. And from what I understand, people are going to them later and later, mm -hmm. but I don't know about you. I'm going to try to avoid that at all costs. And, and so being really able to move, to understand. being able to move is so important. Mm -hmm. And it's something we take for granted because it's something that we do. But as we, as you pass the 50 and you move up to the other decades after that, you realize you don't want to turn around and go, well, if I had just. So true. It's true. And, you know, as we get older, we don't, we're not in those situations where, you know, we're playing sports or we're on a dance team uh, like I was when I was, you know, all through college. So at the, you know, before practice, we, we had our, you know, our warm-up routine. We did we practice. We did whatever, you know, whatever the dance routine was, or if I was fencing, we practiced. And then at the end, we stretched and cooled down. We don't do that very much as adults. I see it all the time when I do go to the gym. People finish a run, they go do their weights, and then they're walking out the door. Or they, they'll come in to the gym and they're going to, they're going to jump on the treadmill or get on the elliptical. And first thing they do is they grab their leg and pull, yank it and pull it behind them. And I think, oh my goodness, you know, they're not even warmed up yet. Their poor muscles are, you know, yes, they're tight, but you also have to make sure that they are warmed up before we are doing some of these stretching exercises. So I do want to make sure to mention that because that is an important part of stretching and flexibility. Yeah, and it, it really, it covers, we've, we've talked a lot about a lot during these segments. We've talked about weight loss and bone density and metabolism and exercise and movement and the importance of muscle mass. And I think that the ability to move and stretch really rounds that out. So thank you very much for bringing that up. 
and the and as a great reminder to do that. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. Today's show is sponsored by my Seaside Solutions, my financial services company. As a business owner, it's easy to be pulled in many different directions and often taking care of yourself plummets to the bottom of the list. For me, I find myself outside to reground. My time outdoors helps me manage my day more effectively and be more present for my clients. Through this, Discover Rising Tides was born. At Seaside Solutions, we truly believe that education is the foundation of financial wellness. Our primary focus is to provide guidance that is designed to help you achieve your long-term financial goals and visions. Working with a plan allows space for doing more things that you love, like being outside to make the inside better. If I can help you create or realign your plan, or if you would like to be added to my weekly newsletter, please let me know. This week's topic was five ways to set more achievable goals. Your referral means the big, beautiful world to me. And if I can help, please let me know. And thank you so much for listening and see you next time.